Welcome to the AT Tips Cast, exploring and investigating the implementation of assistive technology in public schools. I'm your host, Chris Bouguet. This is episode 105, recorded on November 1st, 2012. Over the past five years, the AT Tips Cast has featured close to 300 AT Tips, most of which can be used immediately in a classroom to differentiate instruction or to provide options to educators and students for how to achieve goals. These AT Tips have been strategies, websites, low-tech tools, philosophies, resources, organizations, and more. But one thing that I've been lacking in, something that I've been hesitant to mention, are mobile apps. Of course, I've mentioned a few mobile apps before in previous episodes, but I've been a bit reticent to mention them because I wasn't sure how pervasive or universal mobile apps have become in classrooms. Over the past two or three years, however, the world of mobile apps has exploded as the devices that run these mobile apps are becoming more and more prevalent in classrooms. As apps continue to carve out a place in the everyday classroom, I thought it was high time I start to incorporate them more into the AT Tips cast. I've been an iPod Touch, iPhone, and iPad user for a long time now, and I've been experimenting with a wide variety of mobile apps throughout the years. One thing that I've noticed about the world of apps is that, just like any other set of educational resources, there are some really wonderful gems. But... Every yin has its yang. You can't recognize good without knowing evil. You can't find your prince unless you kiss a bunch of frogs. You can't have a really good analogy unless you mix a bunch of metaphors. Simply said, there are some really great mobile apps out there. And then there are some clunker apps too. Not every app is a winner. For instance, when my son and I were exploring a particular app about dinosaurs, we realized the information in the app was incorrect. Names of dinosaurs didn't match the correct pictures. Moreover, there were spelling mistakes throughout the app. Unfortunately, this was a trend we started to see in many apps, especially the storybook apps we'd read together as a family at night. We noticed incorrect spellings, grammar mistakes, and other egregious errors that bothered me, especially when I thought of these books as educational tools. After all, I'd want my kids, and any student for that matter, to have a good model from which to learn. Sadly, these errors didn't seem to be isolated to one or two companies either. I downloaded stories from a number of different app publishers and developers to find that the problems seemed to be pervasive. Once I started to notice the trend, I decided to start taking screenshots of the mistakes. I put together a brief slideshow of these screenshots, which I've posted up on the blog, attipscast.com. With all of these negative experiences building up, my wife and I set out to find an app developer that worked to ensure a high level of quality in its development of storybooks. We were looking for a company that treated storybook apps with the same amount of respect to detail as a paper-based publisher. As it turns out, we didn't have to work very hard to find one, because one found us. Listen on as we explore AT Tip number 299, Flying Books. The Flying Books app is free, so feel free to download it and explore it as you listen. The app is essentially a library of quality storybooks meant for anyone who enjoys a good story with pictures. Although the app is free and has some free features that make it a great digital storytelling tool, the individual books in the library are not free. At the time of this recording, all of the books in the Flying Books library are $2.99, although there are special bundles of books for $3.99. 
The covers of each book are marked with a suggested reading age, but like I said, these books could be enjoyed by anyone who enjoys or benefits from words with pictures. Also, before purchasing a book by just looking at its cover, we all know that's a big no-no, each book has a try feature that allows you to download a preview of the book, which is about three pages long. Each book comes with full screen illustrations, quality voice narration, and, and this is a biggie, each book is free of banners or advertisements. When you select a title to read, the user is given options for how best they'd like to experience the book. They could use the autoplay feature that turns the book into a passive slideshow experience where the book turns its own pages once the narration on the page is completed. The second option is to select Read to Me, where the narration is automatic, but the user must press forward or back buttons, or swipe, to turn the pages. The third option is to select the Read to Myself function, where the user can read the text and turn the pages at his or her own pace. Now, these are all cool features to be sure, but there are also some hidden features that become available when you pause a book. At any time, a user can press the pause button located between the backward and forward buttons, which appear on each page. Pressing the pause button brings up an option to close the book, view thumbnails of other pages in the book in case the user wants to skip around, or, and this is the biggie, edit the recording of the book. That's right, if the user would like to, he or she can record themselves reading the book aloud. To record, the user presses the Edit Book icon located in the top right corner of the screen, then provides a name and picture, although this is optional, and then presses the Edit button. A red Record button will appear at the top of the screen. Once ready, the user hits the Record button and records their voice. Once finished recording that page, the user uses the right arrow key to move to the next page to record the next page in the book. The ability to make individual audio recordings of each page makes the Flying Books app a potential tool for practicing and or assessing reading fluency for students. Furthermore, it makes it a great way for educators, peers, parents, grandparents, or other family members to record their voice as they read the story aloud. Recording the story doesn't overwrite the original recording, so students can choose different narrators for the book and listen for differences between the narrators, including their own recordings. The ability to create and listen to the same story from different narrators makes it a tool useful for auditory discrimination and auditory feedback. Imagine a student creating a profile, which just means giving a name, toward the beginning of the school year, like right now. For example, a student named Tucker could create a profile and call it Tucker Fall 2012. Then he could read that book. A bit later, his teacher or parent creates a profile and reads the book too. Tucker then reads the book over and over again, choosing different narrators each time and listening for the differences between how he has read the book and how the other narrators have read the book. After a few months go by, and now we're into winter, Tucker creates a new profile and calls it Tucker Winter 2012, never deleting his old profile. Using this strategy, Tucker could listen to how much he has improved as a reader by first listening to his new recording and then comparing it to his recording from the fall. He'll be able to actually hear how much better he sounds. The books in the library feature a variety of authors and illustrators, so there are many different stories and styles from which to choose. Furthermore, the books currently come in two languages, English and French. The quality of the books is top-notch, making sure the audio recordings are clear and crisp that perfectly match error-free text. Unlike my experiences with other storybook mobile apps, 
I haven't been able to find a mistake yet. So far, I've only talked about what you can do with the library of books, but the Flying Books app also comes with another special feature that also happens to be free. This is the Create Your Own Book feature, where users can create their own picture books using pictures from the photo album. Users select a title, a cover, and some minimal layout options to get started, such as having each picture displayed as a single page, two pictures per page, or having a photo album and text effect. Users can select images from the photo album or take pictures right on the spot. Then, once completed, the user can add a recording to each, as I've previously described. Once complete, the book is added to the user's bookshelf. In this way, the Flying Books app could be used by educators to give instructions, ask and answer questions, provide hints or feedback, and so much more. Likewise, students could use this to demonstrate what they know by making a digital story, including screenshots of web pages, drawings, and digital pics. It's like a fantastically engaging productivity tool, perfect for providing students with a different option for expression. And that part of the app is free. And so, now that you know about the Flying Books app, I hope you go and check it out from the App Store. It's currently available for the iPad and the iPhone. I hope you enjoy it! And now for the big news. As you might remember, my wife and I produce a children's story podcast called Night Light Stories. A few months ago, we were approached by Flying Books about producing some of the Night Light Stories in an illustrated ebook format, sold through the Flying Books app. After fully investigating the quality of the site, checking with other authors, and crossing all our I's and dotting all of the T's, we agreed. Now, several months later, our very first ebook has been produced by Flying Books. The story, Dragonfly, Dragonfly, Show Us the Way, originally aired as episode 11 of the Nightlight Stories podcast back in August of 2009. Since then, we've re-edited the story a bit to tighten up the text and give it a coat of polish. Flying Books paired us with a fantastic illustrator named Reg Silva, who produced extremely vibrant pieces of art to accompany each page of the book. My wife re-recorded the story and is the narrator of the book, which is now available in the Flying Book store. The story itself is about three unlikely friends who use their individual talents to help each other through some tough times. We hope you enjoy it and we hope you read it with your students. Educators could even compare the audio version of the story that ran in the original podcast episode to the audio slash illustrated recording, seeing if students could see the differences. It'd be like comparing a book to its film version. Educators could have discussions about how students pictured scenes in their imaginations and how that compared to the illustrations in the book. Of course, I'll have links to the original podcast of Dragonfly Dragonfly Show Us the Way and links to the Flying Books app over at the blog attipscast.com. Until next time, may all your interventions be inclusive, may all your strategies be supportive, may all your storybook apps be void of erroneous errors, and may all your dragonflies show you the way. <laughs>